Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action. With $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 132 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? End of the work week. Or end of the weekend, beginning of the work week, Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Here we are. I'm actually, again, I'm recording, obviously, I'm recording this actually Saturday afternoon here in uh, Fourth Line Voice offices on the second floor in our Saskatoon division. My wife is already back out at school getting the classroom ready for the little Hellions for another year. It is hot out. 37 here today, folks. 
or uh, 98 for my American listeners. Yeah, too hot. This fat man's going to stay inside, so we're going to we're not going to podcast out in the Lanai today. We're going to we're going to do it in the offices. So if you hear the fan blowing in the background, that's shitty for you because it's staying on. I can tell you that. But I got some beers. I'm ready to go. How's everybody doing? If you are listening to this Monday morning, uh, another work week. Let's attack the week here. You're listening to this on your commute, your ride to work, on the train. Never mind this weird guy sitting across from you or the smelly person beside you. You got your headphones in. Close your eyes for about a 45 minutes of audio pleasure here on Make Believe Radio. And like I said, close your eyes, sit back, and watch the pictures and the sights as they fly through the air on the sound of my voice. All right, here we go. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I have a few things. Uh, going to yell about YouTube for a second. Uh, another myth versus reality. Um, also, I've, I've completely forgot. I was doing lists, I was doing this, I was doing that. And I completely forgot about my what I really liked, the, the Western Hockey League best in the East Poles from back in the day that uh, a nice gentleman named Kevin from Regina sent to me. And uh, I know I've done a few of them in past episodes here scattered amongst uh, these these audio files, but I can't remember where I left off. So I'm just going to randomly, uh, we always got new listeners, so it's new to you. <laughs> No, it's 99-2000. In fact, I know I've never done this because when I looked at it, I don't ever remember. Cause it, because they, it's, it's from the old newspapers, right? And I'm like, I don't remember ever seeing this picture or reading these uh, outcomes. So, I know I have not done this. So, it's the 99-2000 Western Hockey League Best of the East Division. When people wondering what that is, well, uh, general managers, coaches, and players... I believe selected players from each team uh, would vote. Um, so it's it's from from your peer group. It's not from uh, fans or from newspaper people. It's from the actual people that they were playing against. So um, you know can't get much more legitimate than that. Look at this. As soon as I start recording, now all of a sudden I'm getting text messages. Well, this is exciting. Well, uh, in other news, of course, before I get into that though. Um, oh yes, I'm going to do that, and then of course at the end, um, I'm going to clear up a few things that I've been talking about on social media in the last little while. Um, yeah, but I'll get to that at the end. Um, as regular listeners know, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I know there's many podcasts out there to listen to. Thank you for choosing this one. Um, around here, I do two shows a week. Uh, Wednesday is interview day, and uh, and then Sunday is whatever this may be, uh, a potpourri show, uh, you know, a, a daily rant, shit show Sunday, as Joe Lozito calls it. Uh, basically, I sit here, I hit record, I stare out my window, and uh, and and yell at yell at the clouds. So um, yeah, I I talk about you know the happenings of the week and whatever, but. Um, Regular listeners of this show will know uh, we have we are trying to sell our condo. We have been all summer, and uh, we had two showings yet one yesterday and one today. 
uh, a couple hours ago, and apparently it went very, very well, and she was very interested. Now, again, is it lip service? Who knows? Maybe. Just trying to be nice. But um, I think when they're in your place and they start talking about where they would put all their stuff, I think that's a good sign. So cross your fingers, cross your toes, uh, hopefully. Because we should have been earlier, but nonetheless, let's not be, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Uh, Because fortunately, as the tale goes, um, we already have our, we already have our house not bought. We haven't paid for it yet because it was on the condition of the sale of this place. But we already have the house. It's a lady I work with, so they're basically just holding it for us, and uh, more or less, we have until like next spring, really, to buy it. Um, so they're not going to put it on the market, they're going to sell it to us privately, and uh, really like it out in uh, Martinsville, uh, big, bigger house, uh, lots of space, I am going to have, finally have an actual, I always joke, but I'm actually going to have a proper office, uh, I already have the, the basement uh, corner room. It's got five bedrooms. It's the basement corner room. I've already claimed as my own, and uh, I am going to set up my podcasting studio in there and uh, get all my shit that has been packed away for years. I'm going to get it all out on display. It's going to be a nerd herd paradise, and uh, I am completely looking forward to it. And we're just looking forward to it in general. Just have more space, you're not on top of each other, more room. It's just my wife and I, but nonetheless, I mean, you say five bedrooms, everybody, you know, oh, it's a mansion. No, there, I mean, it's really, they're not big rooms. It's a fairly cut up house. It's a very nice house, though. We we really like it, obviously. Um, but uh, but I, at the same time, now that I'm saying this, I don't want to give friggin' Mud Show out in Florida or Lazito out in Long Island, well, they won't even, he, they wouldn't even let him in Saskatchewan, I can tell you that. I don't want to give them any bloody ideas that they can come up here and stay here or something. No vacancies. I'll tell you that. I don't, you know, I don't want those, I don't want those types knowing where I live. So, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, uh, Jay out in Finland, but I mean, shit, he got a job up north. It's so far up north. He's, he's basically, he's working next door to Santa's workshop, you know, it's higher than Dawson's, or like, what is he, Yukon or something. I don't know, it's way up by the North Pole. North Pole, like, Santa's workshop, like, 200 clicks away or something. So, I mean, he ain't coming to visit. So, I mean, uh, you know, but I'm, congratulations, sir, on the new gig. Hope it's, uh, hope it goes well for you. And, uh, that's cool, man. Uh, you would think at that point the Wi-Fi should be pretty good up there. You'd think, when you're at the top of it all. Would you be closer to the satellites? Now you should be really downloading them files. It'll be really flying. Yeah. But um, every, half the people listening are, I, what are you talking about right now? I know. I'm. Hey, I'm rambling. Whatever. But nonetheless, hopefully the lady, it's an older lady. Hopefully she likes the place. And, uh, oh, oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But let's not jinx it. I probably just did, but. All right. Um, well, first things first. Like I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. So over 50 shows on the network. Whatever NHL team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Um, of course, they're off season. Of course, they're free agents and draft picks and who the lines and who's coming to camp and who's fired, who's hired, and all that sort of thing. Whatever team you're a fan of, check it out. They they got show for you. 
myself, Terry Ryan, you know, TR. Um, I believe he just had PJ Stock on his show. I need to get, I should get, I want to, I want to try to get PJ on my show. A lot of stuff I'd like to ask him. But, um, yes. And, uh, always something happening here at the network. Then, of course, my off network friends, as mentioned before, the, uh, Florida man out in, uh, Lando Lake or, I don't know where, where he is, Gatorland, Lake, I don't, where is he now? Hold on, where, Saras, it's not Sarasota, Venice, no, that's California. I don't know where he is. Out in the Everglades somewhere. Oh, I got the Five for Fighting podcast, who just had Sean Pete on last night at the, in a live interview, uh, on Facebook, on the Enforcer, in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. Um, I was unfortunately not able to get to that. I saw, briefly was in there, but apparently the interview went really well. Um, thank, thank you uh, to Alec and, and Sean for doing that. That's cool that uh, with this new concept that Alec is doing. Um, of course, it'll come out in audio form on, I believe, Tuesday he puts out interviews. Um, so I'm really looking forward to listening to that. Um, apparently, Sean told some great stories. I know him and Alec have had it set up for a while now, and Alec went on his hiatus, and uh, but now uh, now he's back. But uh, I've also, I also heard Sean is uh, is a listener, regular listener. Thank you, Sean, for tuning in. Um, I've conversed on Sean with, uh, conversed with Sean on social media before, but uh, it's always nice when you hear that the players are listening to your stuff. And um, that's why we said Alec and I were talking about that. And it, it's very it's really cool when you get confirmation from a player. That you're kind of on the right track and you do the right thing, and you know, and because uh, uh, I've had guys on the show, and, you know, before we get going or whatever, and they've mentioned other podcasts or or other things like that, and they're like, oh yeah, the guy, I listened to a couple of his shows, he's a fucking clown or whatever. Um, I mean, you always kind of hope that that doesn't come out of their mouth when they're talking about you and your show. So uh, when you hear ex, like I said, when they when you hear ex players. Uh, uh, saying they they listen to your show regularly and they really enjoy it and they like your they like your take on things and your view and oh I agree with not that they have to agree with everything we say but um, but at that like I said from a coming from a like if I was an ex player and whatever and I had the credibility and I had the the backing like at that point you're you're from your opinion from your your expertise on the matter right so you're like I really don't give a shit what you have to say I lived it I went through it blah blah blah. So, but when you're a fan, it's it's different. Now, I know some people out there, despite being fans or they play rec league for 20 years or whatever, they like to somehow think they're experts. You, to, in my opinion, in order to be an expert, you obviously have to be able you obviously have to be able to do it, and not just at a local level, but at an elite level. Once you play junior, or college, or pro and stuff, well, that's elite level. That's a little different than fucking. Johnny playing Friday nights uh, pickup hockey at the at the local rink. So, um, to me, the only way to be an expert air quotes at something is to have done it at an elite level. So, uh, which certainly is not me. And um, so, really, when we're sitting here talking and you know doing these episodes or giving our opinions, really, it's just sort of guessing, really, and it's just how I see things. So, uh, so to get a confirmation from ex players. That you're like you're on the right track, or you get it, so to speak, um, is always a positive, right? And it's kind of uh, uh, reassuring, reaffirms, reaffirms, I guess, uh, you know, kind of what we're doing here. And um, 
and and, and humbly and very fortunately, um, I've re- I don't want oh I've received hundreds of, but no, but I have received ma- numerous messages from players, um, saying that and th- and that's a real good feeling and uh, yeah and uh, very humbling too and uh, yeah and uh, yeah, no it's just it's just really cool like I said when you when you get when you're you know you're on the right track but uh, but nonetheless where was I oh yes but uh, yes but definitely check out Alex back back catalog. Uh, by Lois Segroy, Rob Ray, um, yeah, on and on. He's had he has a great back catalog. Uh, just had Howie Rosenblatt on last week. Sean beat yesterday, so he's definitely back in the game, which is good to see. And uh, and and it's a different perspective as well. Like I said, you know, myself, Joe, Alec, our shows are very obviously very similar in the fact that they're like enforcer based or whatever you want to call it. But um, Alec gives a different. Uh, um, view on things just due to the age. Uh, like myself, I mean, no one's as old as Joe. I mean, you know, Joe's as old as Methuselah. But I mean, after that, I'm in my mid-40s, and Alec is at, like, was he 24 or 25, some ridiculous young age like that, you know? When you're still getting ID'd to buy your bush light apple, you know, you know, you're young. But at that point, at that age, it's a different perspective, right? Um, I mean, obviously, even when it comes to like hockey fights or how I view things, like the, obviously my view at twenty-five was different than it is at forty-five. So, um, yeah, and Alec would be the same way. So, I think in that terms, when you when you're with our shows, you'll get a different spin on things, right? So, I think that's really cool. So, it's, um, it's like I said, there's 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 not many enforcer podcasts out there. I mean, there's obviously the ex enforcers doing shows. But I think in terms of actual like enforcement podcasts, it's just the three of us. I know William over at the Biscuit, but I think William himself wouldn't even say he was an enforcer. He's had tough guys on and stuff, but he's sort of all over the maps in terms of, in terms of his guests. Whereas, uh, you know, myself, Joe, and Alec are pretty pinpoint or pretty lasered in on just kind of tough guys. So, um, and speaking of which, William at the Biscuit, if you're listening, get a hold of me, man. I, I see it's been a while since you had an episode. I hope everything's going well and. Uh, yeah, we've got to talk. I got to get. I got to get William on the show. We got a lot to talk about. But, uh, um, but yeah. Also, if you're on Facebook, join Alec and his his Facebook group, uh, the Enforcer Appreciation page on Facebook. It's really cool. Thirteen thousand members. So there's always some there's always some scuttlebutt going on in the group about something. And yeah, like with anything, that many people. There's obviously a you know fucking yahoos and stuff in the group. But I mean, they get ousted pretty quickly. Um, you know, myself and Joe, and a, there's a few of us that are administration over there. And, you know, like I said, I don't know what, like, their, I think their approach is very similar to mine, but well, I know Alex is, is for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't put up with a lot of shit over there. It's one thing if you're going to disagree, but if you're going to be a goof about it, you're out. I, I have no time for that shit, and uh, I'm not going to let goofs troll from topic to topic and just talk stupid, and you're not going to last long. But, you want to just be a normal functioning adult that likes to talk about hockey fights? It's a cool place. Definitely check it out. Speaking of Joe Jolton Joe Lazito, get rid of Lazito out in Long Island. Joe runs the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It's a New York Islanders based podcast. Um, and he said again, Mick Fakoda, Eric Bolton, Strudwig, Asham, on and on. Great guests, great back catalog. Uh, Joe just had Wayne Doucette on. Uh, really fun interview, old school. Uh, enjoyed listening to it. 
Um, Joe Joe brings out when uh, Mondays shows up. Yeah, because it's Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, man, Sunday, then Monday, then Tuesday, and then back to Wednesday. You guys are spoiled with your enforcer content. I'm telling you. Yeah, Joe does a great job, and like I said, it's all thing Islanders. I know Joe's focusing on a new series um, coming up. Like he did a seasons breakdown, basically where he takes like a season and a guy's career. You know, like oh Brett Gallant's, uh, you know, 2013-2014 season, and he breaks it down. He does that. He's done those. He's talked to guys about facing the New York Islanders. He had Roman Endura, Kevin Kaminsky on doing that. Um, I know his next one up coming up. It's a, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it, I think it'll be a real interesting look at things. It's going to be um, janitors of the New York Islanders. Um, it's a Nassau Coliseum janitor uh, interviews. So that that could be really interesting. I mean, you could, well, you know, we'll uh, hear stories about the guy who uh, used to. Uh, Swab out the toilets during the Butch Goring era. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, like I said, all things Islanders over there. Plus, if you want to wear Joe wherever you go, you want to sit on his face, carry him around, carry his balls. Joe, I could tell you, check out his merchandise. That guy's got his face on everything. Tank tops, yoga pants, frisbees, I don't know, hacky sacks, coffee mugs, pens, you name it, Joe's face is on it. And, uh, yeah, what can I say? Guy's a mogul in Long Island. Everywhere you go, you see Lazito's face. What, you know. I, yeah, I, you know, I mean, hey, I, I don't want to say that may be where, where tourism's kind of dropping a little bit out in the island. I don't know. I mean, you know. Or other ways, some people say a little Lazito goes a long way. So, um, you know. I don't know if you want too many people yelling little Lazito. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But, Joe does do a great podcast, I'll tell you that, despite being a, a Rough Rider fan. Um, definitely check him out. Alright. Where are we? What are we going to talk about today? Where is my notes here? Normally, as the week goes on at work, I have a sticky note in the truck, and as things come to my mind, or if I see something on social media that catches my eye... Like I've said before, I write things down on sticky notes and then collect them all on Friday and stick them here on the desk and come Friday after work or Saturday when I decide to record, I line them all up and just uh, kind of like bullet points. But um, of course, this past week uh, for you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I was out at the lake again, using up some more holiday time. I still It's amazing. I still have like five and a half weeks of holidays but that I need to use. But it was nice to get up to the lake and get out in the boat for a little while. The one day we were there, the weather sucked, but so we couldn't get out there. But um, yeah, I didn't catch didn't catch nothing. But I was trolling and drinking, and it's it's pretty sweet. I mean, like they had the in laws got the pontoon boat, so you can kind of like you know it's a party barge. You can kind of cruise around and walk around. I, I dig it. And uh, no, it was just fun to get away, get it out of get out of the city and all that. But in saying all that, um. I did not really, to be completely honest, my mind was not really on what the Sunday episode was going to be, and then it was funny, I was sitting here today after our showing, we get, because of course you got to clear out when the showing is going on, and when we get back, my wife was like, well, I'm going out to the school, you should probably record your episode, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch, I completely forgot about that, so um, a few things did come up, um, like I said, the topic I want to talk about at the end, I was going to do it on Wednesday, but I didn't want to. 
um, overshadow the player interview. Oh, speaking of which, please go back and check out the Wednesday episode. It's a uh, uh, returning guest, Wade Brookbank, tremendous guest, big fight guy, a big fight guy. Well, he's in a million fights, but I mean, he was a fight fan. You can tell by listening to him. He studied it. He knows it. Um, student of the game, so to speak. And I had, I have, I had already done a two-part interview with Wade where we, we talk about his entire career. And I'm sure, obviously, we talked about... See, that's the other thing. I never go back and listen to my shit, so I can't really remember. And after doing 100 and... What is it? 132 episodes. Forgive me for not remembering every answer every player has ever given me. Um, at the time, I was listening to them. But, like I said, you know, six months ago, I can't remember what their answer was to some of my questions. But, uh... So we obviously talked about the guys that he brings up in the episode. But I think in, in these five... Like, I like doing the five toughest opponent series because... Obviously, you focus more in on... Like, because it would be at the time, oh, what was it like fighting George LaRock? Oh, you know, he was tough, and yeah, Big George, you know, whatever. And oh, yeah, you know, he got me with a couple, but it was tough. Okay, how about Donald Br- And then you kind of just keep going on, right? You don't really... Unless something really specific happens in the fight, you sort of... I don't want to say you gloss over them. Because, I mean, you're only... You know, I'm only going to talk about the fight for as long as a guy talks about the fight, right? Some guys don't give much of an answer. Other guys can't remember the fight. Some guys are, oh, it was okay, and... Alright, well let's go on then, right? So, I, I think what, what I like about the five, like, cause I let them know ahead, obviously I let them know ahead of time what the exercise is gonna be. Um, hopefully they put some thought into it. I know Wade did. And, um, yeah, and then from there you kinda, obviously you get a much more detailed account of their encounter. So, um, I really like doing the series. And, uh, yeah, and I've liked having the, having the guys back on. And like I said, Wade was such a fun guest to have on. And, so I please, I encourage you to go back and definitely check out Wednesday's episode. And also check out, uh, like, my back catalog. Um, like, it's a two-part interview with Wade. And, uh, yeah, we covered it all, and he was a great guest. So I definitely uh, recommend doing that. But, um, yes, where was I? What was I saying? Well, yes, tremendous guest. Um, stop and a start, stop and a start. Okay. Um yeah, and what, uh, I'll get into what I was going to talk about later. Like I said, I just didn't want to bring it up on Wade's episode and whatever. I'd much rather do it as a stand, because that has nothing to do with him. But I'd much rather do it as a standalone and whatever. But, uh, yeah, one of the first things I want to talk about is actually something that's really concerning. Um, is YouTube shutting down uh, fight accounts. Um, I know I mentioned it before when Probert was king, when Steve's site got shut down uh, last week, or a couple of weeks back. And then recently, uh, George. Um... I can never pronounce, was it Arcahorse? Arcahorse? Sorry, Joe, I, I, now I completely blanked on what the name is. Um, you probably, AH, you've seen at the bottom of the screen, whatever. But George is really active, uploaded a lot of stuff. Um, great, really nice guy. And, uh, I really liked his channel. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, boom, it's gone. And that's the thing. I get they, no explanation. And then they just kind of send you, oh, it's, uh, I don't even know what it, cause it's not a copyright thing. Um, it's like some, oh, it's spam, blah, 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 and advertising content and whatever the fuck they're yapping about. I don't know. And the thing is, with YouTube and stuff like that, everything's like, uh, automated. Like you just get computer, like when you phone, you just get a computer and, and stuff. You never actually talk to a human. So you can't even go back and like explain your situation or, or get an honest explanation. It's just, and, you know, and there's been a couple accounts shut down. And the thing is that gets me is, I mean, you have the, you have hockeyfights.com, which is the biggest one, 
Well, if you're, if you're mad about hockey fights being on YouTube, wouldn't they go first? I mean, they're the biggest ones. And, I mean, it's not like they're NHL-affiliated or anything. I mean, you know, or then or and then sometimes, well, it's violent acts. Well, the NHL has an account showing hits and fights. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, you go around YouTube, though. I mean, you can watch street fight videos. You can see anything on YouTube. So, all of a sudden, you're worried about uh, fights that happen in a sport? You know, and like I said, I don't, like... So I, like, I don't know, fortunately my account's still up, my YouTube channel's still up, I mean, I don't know when the, you know, when the guillotine's gonna fall, I mean, I don't know, I mean, they don't even really give you a warning, it's just out of the blue, and, um, yeah, so I mean, what a bunch of bullshit, like, uh, you know, and that's the thing, like, and, and I don't think people realize sometimes the amount of time that goes into that shit, I mean, yeah, you're watching the DVDs, but then you gotta, you make a, well, see, that was the thing, up until a, I don't know, about six or eight months ago, to put a fight clip up onto YouTube, onto your channel, was like fucking easy peasy. Like, it was like you're watching it, you hit, you clip off the, the minute long or whatever the hell the long the fight is, you go to your thing, upload, you take the clip, you upload it, ah, li- type in the description, literally two minutes later, it's uploaded, make public, boom, there it is, it's up, nothing to it. You could bang out 20 clips a night, it was easy. Now, but also if you were going to monetize your channel, um, now when you upload it, you have to you you have to submit to these rank uh, ratings, and then you have to pick where does it is it advertiser friendly? If not, if it shows violence or blitz or sex towards women or fem- whatever, uh, all this shit, you have to click off a box, and there's a bunch of different um, sections. None of which are like, oh, sports violence. It doesn't say anything. So I'm like, my the one I always click off is like uh, paid stunt professionals or something. Like that was the closest I could think of to a hockey fight. And you have to rate it, and then and then your monetization instead of being full full advertising um, is cut in half because oh, restricted advertise restricted advert monetization. Uh, uh, so your advertisers and blah, blah, blah. This has all been within the last six months that this shit's been going on. So, and then other times you'll upload a fight and then, no, oh, no problem. It goes right through and there's no, there's no, uh, uh, strikes against it at all or any limited advertising or anything. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I uploaded a half a dozen NHL clips from the eighties. No problem. Full on, full pay, whatever. Also, then you upload an American Hockey League fight and from 2003, and oh, uh, that's restricted. So I'm there's no right, and then other videos have no sound, and they're restricted. I don't know. Like before, the only ones that ever got restricted was sometimes because of the music. Whether I mean, it would be one thing if it was a music video, but sometimes, like even the music that they played while the guys were fighting, which was really prevalent, obviously in the minor league ones. But yeah, all of a sudden you're, you'd get copyright for because they'd be playing Metallica or something. But that was few and far between. But but it let you know ahead of time, and there was you know whatever. There's nothing you can do about it. But <clears throat> now I don't know what YouTube's deal is. So I mean, I don't know. So if all of a sudden you wake up one morning and your favorite YouTube channel is gone, that's what happened. And uh, and like Steve said, I mean, same old story. He went to social media and was kind of like telling everybody, hey, can you maybe 
<clears throat> flood YouTube's inbox and maybe let them know, like, my channel's down, this is bullshit. Because, like, they were claiming, oh, your channel, you're trying to spam or something. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, so who knows? I don't know. It's just more bullshit. And, and I feel real bad for those guys. Because, like I said, you, and they had hundreds and hundreds of videos on their own. You know, George probably had thousands. So, I mean... Yeah, and a lot of work went into it, and I feel bad for him. And I feel bad for, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, who loses out but you guys? You know, the fight fan. All of us. So, I don't know what's happening, or there seems to be no rhyme or reason to their shutdown, because neither of those guys did anything wrong. Or, or they didn't do anything that the rest of us aren't doing. So, I don't know, is this just systematically, they just just haven't got to me yet? I don't know, like, are they just getting rid of all the fight channels? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so that was really shitty. Um, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, we'll see going forward what happens. But, you know, I don't know. In the meantime, like I said, fourth line voice on YouTube. I have over 2,500 videos on there. All the leagues, NHL, Junior. They're all they're all uh, sorted. Whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the search and boom, up it'll come. So... I mean, hopefully it'll stick around and, uh, you know, people get, you know, people can go back and watch some, some unique and cool shit, but, you know, I, I, it's probably just a matter of time, but I guess I'll keep going until they say no, so. Another thing I've been doing on Sundays here that I just sort of started was a little thing called Myth versus Reality. And, um, <laughs> one of the things that came up, and it was funny because, I've heard guys at work talk like this. You hear it over the years. Alec pointed it out that uh, it came up. Of course, the famous Jason Ralph, the Rockford Ice Hogs, with the U- the UHL clip that's on YouTube. That's about eleven minutes. Um, it's from the Roadhog DVD, um, but it's a mic'd up thing with Jason Ralph. It's in the United League during the lockout when Chelios and Hatcher and all of them are around, and the, and Ralph just beaking all of them and playing. Oh, if you don't know, just put a Jason Ralph mic'd up on YouTube and you'll find it. Check it out. Funniest shit ever. And Mike, and he's just giving Chelio shit playing against him and stuff, just mouthing off. And him and Willis have this ongoing little feud. It's funny as shit. Check it out. Um, but the comment section, oh my God. So today's myth versus reality will be. No, your beer league players can, they're not as good as the pro guys. Okay? Like the one guy commented watching that, look at the dusters, our beer league team could beat these guys. Ugh. And then, oh, from watching it, that Ralph doesn't seem like he can skate very well. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you got that from, uh, a DVD extras clip, did you? Yeah, the guys in the United League can't skate well. Yeah, I yeah, they they sure couldn't keep up with the fucking Jiffy Lube Jets that you play against in the uh, Division C Adult Men's League on Friday nights. Like, are we serious here? Really? They're only playing against fucking Chelios and Hatcher and Sean Avery, you fucking dunce. Like, are you serious? All these guys played junior that were playing in the United Hockey League. All the guys playing professional hockey in the minors played junior. Dumb shit. 
Are we serious? Oh, Greg and our team's really fast. He could play with those guys. He scored 60 goals last year. Oh, yeah, and half the goalies are fucking accountants that forgot their glasses. Dummy. Second, there's no contact. Like, oh. Like, I can't even believe that has to be said. But there are guys, and they were in the comment section legitimately arguing that their team could play and compete against the Rockford Ice Hogs. Oh, it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, the Ross turned leisure spot fucking team could, uh, yeah, they could compete against the Kalamazoo Wings in the East Coast League. Sure. Oh, well, the one guy, he came back. He could have played pro, but decided not to. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to come back. His dream was to always run the fucking forklift at the fucking Costco. Shut up. Like, just... Yeah, there's no contact. There's no clearing out the front of the net. You know... Hey, dipshit. You know, no one's wearing friggin' shoulder pads. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, no, you guys can get out there and, yeah, compete against, uh, yeah, Chris Waltz and Sean Pete and, you know, Marty Malnichuk and, and the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Ralph's going to come out and play for the Jiffy Lube Jets. You might have to try out in the, in the fall. Uh-huh. Yeah, he only played four years of college. Oh, morons. Like I said, legitimate. Yeah, I had this, there was a seasonal kid at work a few years back. He was telling us that, oh yeah, there's a couple guys. Oh, and, the, and we play in the summer league. And, and sometimes the pro guys, they come back and they'll be out skating with us. And you know what's really funny? They're not that good. Oh yeah. Yeah, because all the pro guys are going to go fucking uh, balls out 100% and uh in the, in the adult, the ASHL out at the Gemini rink here in Saskatoon. Yeah, they're going to go balls to the wall playing your fucking dumbass. Idiots. But they're really not that good. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this bit has no ending. That was just my myth versus reality. It was... Yeah, idiots that think their beer league team could compete against a pro team. Or at least a few guys from their rec league team could. They could have played pro if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, but like the goons though, like Colt Moore. Like, he really can't skate. Like, not as good as Dean can on our team. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Colt Moore. Would look like goddamn Joe Sackick if he went out there and played with you morons. Alright? So, stop. Uh, I'm done talking about that. I know what we can talk about, though. Let's talk about this best niece poll that I have. The 99 2000 Best of the Eastern Conference. Sorry about the mouse clicking, but here we are. Let's get to it. The best fighter category. Can you believe that they would do this now? We can't do this now. How do you rate guys that have three fights? But 
Here we go. Who do you think the best fighter at 99-2000 Western... And again, this is the East, though. We're not talking the Seattle's and the Spokane's and shit out West. I would love to get the best in the West categories. I've said this before on the show. If anybody has a, a has any of those saved, could you please get a hold of me on social media? Um, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Get a hold of me. I'd love to see them. If you're not on social media and you're listening to this, um, hockey fights, all one word, hockey fights at Hotmail. Exactly, I still have a Hotmail account. Hockey fights at Hotmail.com. Send me a, a scan of it. I would love to see those. I'm really into this shit. But here we go. 99-2000 Eastern Conference. The best fighter with 82 points. Far and away the leader from the Calgary Hitman, Stephen Pete. Number two, Eric Goddard from Lethbridge. That's a pretty good one, too. Actually, it'd be interesting. I wonder when this 99-2000, when was that fight? Yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, in 99-2000, Goddard and Pete fought twice. And in one of them, Goddard buckles Pete. Right at center ice. Uh, again, fourth line voice on YouTube. Well, I was going to say, check it out now because you never know when the channel's going to go down. But I have that fight up on my YouTube channel, the Goddard-Pete fight from Lethbridge. Check it out. Um, but Pete number one, Goddard number two. Uh, number three from Saskatoon, Darcy Hortichuk. Um Number four, Graham Belak, Wade's younger brother. Uh, then Craig Brunel, Dion Lassou. Uh, then Dean Serdachny, Travis Churchman, Jim Vandermeer. And then everybody else kind of with one vote was Barrett Jackman, uh, Colt Knorr, Regan Darby, Josh Mazer. Mazer got stiffed. Mazer should have been way higher than that. Um, Randy Ponte and Jordan Tutu uh, all rounded out the voting with one vote. Although, with me, I'm on. I'm trying to think. No, Mazer wasn't a rookie. Yeah, 99, 2000. Shit, Mazer, you said... God, he, uh, he... Josh Mazer fought Eric Goddard 13 times. Again, check out some of those fights on my YouTube channel. Ask Steve McIntyre how tough Josh Mazer is. I'd have him ahead of a few of these guys. Colt Moore, I think that's his rookie year, 99, 2000. So, yeah, okay, he's a rookie. I can see that. Um, yeah, Regan Darby. Dean Serdachny, underrated, tough. Um, he was in Swift Current too, and uh, yeah, his fights are real solid. Um, Dion Lassu and Kootenay—I didn't see a lot of him. Tough guy, um, but again, it's hard for me to argue because this was voted on by the players and the coaches. So I mean, you know, they—they're the ones seeing these guys and stuff. Craig Brunel was a bad dude too, but yeah, Graham Belak, big guy, um, went on played a little bit of pro. And I mean, and then like I said, the top three: Pete Goddard, Hordachuk. I mean, everybody knows those guys. So, um, yeah. Well, there you go. Best pro prospect undrafted. Number one from Prince Albert, Scott Hartnell. Well, I'd say so. That was probably a good call. Number two, Jay Bowmeister. Well, that's another good call. Number three, Jared Stoll. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dan Blackburn. Number four, uh, Matt Pettinger, Brett Cron, Brian Sotherby, Nathan Smith, Nathan Barrett. Philippe Novak and Nick Schultz. Yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, Hartnell, Bowmeister, and Stoll. Well, they're Stoll. There you go. Um, I would say they were pretty well right on for that one. Who would they say was just ultimately the best player? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Brad Moran from Calgary. Like both those guys. Actually, Brad Moran far and away. Um, the leader with 86 points. Because then the next guy with 32 points, Pavel Brandl. Ever the Philadelphia Flyer draft pick. Yeah, dude had like 79 goals that year or whatever. Um, 
Yeah. Great, great junior player. Uh, could obviously not stick in the NHL. But it's interesting how it goes, right? It's just uh, to look up Brad Moran. I mean, you know, well, they're in the poll amongst the players and everyone. He's voted the best player in the Western Hockey League. Um, and it turns out he's a seventh-round pick, 191st overall by Buffalo. Um, but, it, yeah, he played five years in the Western League. Um, you know, first year as a, you know, uh, I would assume a 16-year-old. Um, yeah, 16. Yeah, I mean, 44 points, then 66, then 102, 118, 120. 53, 60, and 48 goal seasons. Um, how many? Yeah, and he ended up only playing eight, eight NHL games with Columbus, and then a couple with Vancouver. But yeah, three points in eight games. But uh, and then he basically was. Uh, I played in the, uh, over with Nottingham for a couple of years. I mean, so the, my UK listeners will remember Brad. I didn't realize he had played over there. But you know, a couple of years of the Moose, seventy some points in the American Hockey League. Yeah, so I mean, a solid pro career. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately just couldn't, uh, and that's the thing, three points in eight games. I mean, you know, how much of an opportunity was he given? Who knows, right? It's all right place, right time. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out for him. But yeah, outstanding junior player with the Calgary Hitmen. And again, you pick him and Pavel Brendel, same thing. Like I said, 70 goals, 60 goals, whatever. And yeah, about 140 goals in two years in the Western League. And, uh, you know, real high flyer pick, but just sort of fizzled out in the pros. But, uh, you know, and I think he went over to the, back to the KHL or whatever, but, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how how it goes, and um, you know, but at the time, that's like that's what comes with drafting too, right? I mean, like I said, every year you have the draft, and uh, you know, everybody said, "Oh, this is, we got the next whoever, and he's going to be great," and then it just doesn't pan out. But uh, you know, and and uh, you know, there you go. Who was the best body checker? Oh, no surprise, Jordan Tutu, number one, Hortachuk, number two, uh, Hartnell, three, Darby, Jackman. Sardacne, there you go, Jared Smithson in Calgary. Yeah, the Hitman had a really good team that year. Um, yeah, there you go. I love, I love uh, lo- looking at these, uh, at, at the old, uh, you know, best in the East and all that type of stuff. Like I said, you you see names that uh, that you, you forget about, right? And uh, because even this, like I said, when you when you look at uh, when you look at at these lists and these guys, I mean. Um, Again, it's such a filtering process, and and they, uh, you know, just making it uh, to the NHL, um, it's just it's so hard. I mean, it's just such a next next level. I mean, you think you know, major junior. Oh, here we go. You're drafted, and this is going to be great. You know, everybody's going to make it, and then still very few do. And uh, you know, and, the, and that uh, those lists are just another example of that. You see the names, and you go back and you look at their numbers. Like I said, what three straight hundred point seasons? You're like, oh yeah, this fucker can't miss, right? And here we are, all these years later, talking about his eight games, you know. So, and then other guys completely out of the out of the blue, like you never would have thought, and and they have they end up with ten year careers. So, yeah, there's certainly no rhyme or reason or uh, formula where you can pick. Well, obviously there wouldn't be, or there'd be no draft bus, right? So. Um, yeah, so there you go. Thanks for indulging with me. I, like I said, I enjoy kind of looking at those, uh, rankings. And if anybody has the best in the West, uh, please get a hold of me. I'd love to see those. But, um, yeah, guys, I mean, today's episode is just sort of all over the place, like the Sunday ones are. Um, I hope it was sort of focused. I feel like I'm really out of, out of focus. I'm sort of kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, um, yeah, this topic is kind of, uh, you know, I, I, it needs to be addressed. I brought it up on social media and I had a few people asking me about it and, 
And, um, yeah, it was just really disheartening. And, uh, I, you know, and I said I'd, I'd bring it up on the, on the air and, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing's gonna matter. It doesn't, it's every, life will go on and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not, it, it's just podcasting. It's all horse shit. I mean, I know that. But, I will say, it gets frustrating. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, about earlier before, um, with shows. Um, you know, myself and Joe and Alec and, and William and guys like us, us, us little, you know, our fans, right? We, you know, we, uh, we start these shows and I mean, they're, like you said, you could spit now and hit a podcast. Everyone's got a bloody podcast. So it's not like we're doing anything, um, you know, extraordinary, original or anything like that. But, um, I think we, the three of us, um, I'm just going to keep it to that, but, um, have really, you know, we've sort of carved out our little niche and we have our little group of fans and, you know, I, you know, I, I'm just going to speak for me because I don't know what their numbers are. I don't look into them. I don't ask them. It's their business. Um, I'm going to say as I've, cause I've been doing this for a while. I was doing this before I was on the hockey podcast network and then I had my own website, fourthlinevoice.com, but unfortunately it crashed, blah, blah, blah. I was out of the, I was out of the game for a while and then Isha from the network got a hold of me, asked me if I wanted to come on their, on their network cause they kind of wanted an air quote fight bra- or fight podcast. And, um, and again, cause at the time it was very unique. Because uh, Alec and Joe weren't doing their, sh- nah, I don't think they were doing their shows yet. So I was kind of the only one doing that type of thing. And I, I'm not trying to insinuate that Alec and Joe stole my idea or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. And they didn't. Um, but I think at the time, I think I was the only one doing it. And it was sort of a unique look at, you know, because everybody talks about their, it was all current stuff. Or if it was all of the history of hockey. So they'd go back to the, you know, whatever, 1920s and, there was always that flashback type of show or whatever, but no one was doing just a specific enforcer show. So they got a hold of me, wanted to know if I wanted to do it. Here we go. Best decision I ever made. Um, so, and going forward, um, the network has been really great. Uh, you know, and again, we're all growing. They started out, uh, Isha and Dylan and them, it was a small network, a bunch, just a bunch of young guys trying to get a bunch of podcasts together. Uh, like I said, all the NHL teams and then a few unique shows and got a few player shows and they've really built up momentum as they've gone on. They got bought by a media group and, uh, uh, now that that's their jobs now. Before they were doing other jobs, now this is their job. And the network has grown, uh, you know, since I joined. And I'm, I'm in a very fortunate enough position, um, that we're, I get paid to do this. Um, again, that's all depending on downloads. So if you're listening to this show, please download the episode. Don't stream it. I don't get paid if you stream it. I need you to download it because that's how they, that's how our, we get paid based on the number of downloads. So, uh, but no, I'm very, in a very fortunate, I would still be, I was doing this without getting paid and whatever. That's not why I'm doing this, but it's a nice added bonus. I'm not going to lie. The extra cash helps out. Again, it's not like I'm going to run out and quit my government gig to do this full time. It's nothing like that. But as the kids say, it's a nice little side hustle for a few hours a week. You know, pick up a few bucks and it's, it's pretty good. Hey, it paid for some tires and it's been good. And I, re- and I very much appreciate them, the network guys, for, you know, uh, putting me in the opportunity to, to make some money. At the same time, you know, I've helped. I'd like to think, and I'm not trying to arrogantly, but I'd like to think I've helped their network grow as well. So it's, you know... Scratch my back, I scratch yours, and 
you know, and everything. And, uh, so the DraftKings, like I would say, when I, when I do my ad read, don't just skip over the ad read and all God, whatever. Seriously, if you're using DraftKings, please use our promo code cause that's who's paying us. And our, our, we're getting renewed here. Hopefully we get renewed with DraftKings and we can continue to make some money. Um, so I will say that, and that's for any podcast that you guys are listening to out there. And I listen to other podcasts. Um, I know the ads can be a bit much sometimes. There's a few shows I read where it seems like every 10 minutes they're plugging something. But that's how they make money. It's just like when you watch TV and advertise, advertisements come on. Um, you can always fast forward, whatever. But I'd like to say, like, when they have the promo codes or whatever, you know, that's how the sponsor, that's how they'll know if it's working or not if you're using the promo code. So hopefully on DraftKings, people are using the THPN promo code. And, uh, cause that's how, again, cause that's how they'll be able to tell, like, if we have all these shows and three people have signed up for DraftKings, well, we're not going to get too much money from them after that. Cause it's clearly doesn't, it's not really working. So I know I, you dudes out there gotta be gambling. And like I said, that college football ad read that I did at the start, it's a pretty sweet deal. And there's, and every week there'll be new ones where if you sign up, what have you, you'll get bonus plays or match play or whatever the promo happens to be. They're pretty good. And I mean, 200 bucks in free play for college football. Hey, pretty solid boys. You know, so I would hope, hopefully I'd really encourage you. I'm not trying to encourage, hey, if you've never gambled before, get out and spend the wad. But I mean, you know, hey, if some of you are gambling anyway, hey, think about using the THPN promo code. That's all I'm saying. Um, or whatever your, whatever your favorite podcast happens to be. If they're doing ad reads and there's a promo code, support that's how you can support our show or support the podcast that you're listening to and i mean like i said i mean i'm not spitting chiglets or whatever but i know i have a fairly dedicated group that listens to me and i appreciate every one of you guys listening i really do um and going forward um i really hope like i said it can we can continue to grow this thing spread the word to your friends hey i'm listening to this old school guy you should listen to it he's shit he's talking about 99, 2000 goddamn WHL ratings, you know, and, uh, you know, and I think I've had some pretty cool player interviews on. I've got some really cool ones coming up and, uh, yeah. And I, and like I said, I've, and, but like I said, the guy, you guys listen to the show. I've seen you out there pumping it up and retweeting it and, and, and everything else is I'm going somewhere with my fucking tangent here, but, um, but myself, Alec, Joe shows like that. We need your guys' help. It's, it's all listener driven. We don't have an advertising budget, you know. I don't have alcohol with my name on it. That'd be really cool if I did, but I don't. So I'm not spitting chiglets. I'm not an ex-player with some Rolodex where, oh, I'm stuck. I'll just phone PJ and I can get him on. Or I'll phone up old Georges here and I'll get him on in 10 minutes. I don't have that. So the ex-players, they have that luxury. So like I said, they're already kind of at an advantage. They're already at an advantage. One, name recognition alone. People are like, I know him. I know John Scott. I know Matt Barnaby. I know Terry Ryan. I've heard of those. I've watched them play. I'm a fan of theirs or whatever. Um, Sean Avery, whoever happens to have a podcast. Um, so they immediately have sort of a built-in audience. Um, which we don't. I've had to cultivate this on eight years on Twitter. Growing it, putting out YouTube clips, pictures, trying to get guys to listen. And then when they come on, promote the shit out of it. Every retweet helps. Really. Retweet. Liking it doesn't help me on Twitter. No one sees that. I need you to retweet it. Um, 
I'm not trying to, you guys, I need you, but I do. I need, it's listener driven. It always has been. And, you know, I, and I said it, and Alec has said the same thing. In the Enforcer group, every week, like tomorrow, I'm going to put up a graphic, episode 132, with, I don't know, whoever's picture, probably Stephen Pete, I guess, probably put his picture on the graphic and with my logo and the DraftKings and, Please use promo code THPN and I'll put the links to Apple and Spotify. You guys out there have seen it. But, um, yeah, and then I slapped that all over the place. On my Facebook, on Twitter, blah, 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 on the Enforcer Appreciation Group. Well, I can tell you, nothing is more frustrating than when some guy in the Enforcer Appreciation Group all of a sudden goes, Well, you know, I usually listen to John Scott's show and, and Matt Barnaby's show and then... The NHL's on, on, on hiatus right now. Are there any good podcasts, to, any fight podcasts to listen to? And you look and the guy's been a fucking member for three years of the group. Seriously, dude? Like, I'm not saying you gotta hang on every, on my every word, but I mean, Jesus, in, in three years of you, po- uh, t- uh, scrolling, you've never seen myself, Alec, or Joe, you've never seen a show post? Like, what did you think we were, like, do I have to put neon around it or something? Like, how did you not notice that? No, I'm not saying, oh, you went and checked it out and you thought I sucked and whatever. Okay, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened. I can guarantee that's happened more than once. <coughs> I get it. But, um, I, reading shit like that is very frustrating. Because it's like, what more can I do? I can't do anything more than what I'm doing. And I don't. I'm not going to sit there and just keep reposting it and whatever every hour because that just now you're just spamming people and that I feel guilty enough doing it once a once a day between episodes. I feel bad enough doing that. I feel like I'm spamming people. And there's some shows out I'm not going to name who, but they got guys working for them. I'm getting text notifications about episodes. And then oh coming soon. I haven't talked to him yet, but coming soon and and all that stuff. Like that to me, you're just spamming people, and to me, that'd be very annoying. It's become very annoying. And this guy has sort of a, a couple guys, whatever, wor- stooging for him, working for him, and nice enough guys, whatever, but boys, you're spamming. I'm not going to say who it is, but I mean, people that regularly listen that are and that are on social media on Facebook will figure out real quick who I'm talking about. Nice guy. I like him, but I'm just saying, guys, you got working for you, little much. Dial it down a little bit. Like the show, but little much. Um, you know, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to spam people. I don't want to, you know, in your slap you in your face with it. I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I, I, I got to get it out there. I got to get the, you know, so the more that you guys could retweet it or whatever is great. Um, so my point of all this is, so when, when, I now forget Alec and Joe, whatever. I'm this is just me. This isn't them talking, this is me. I haven't talked to them about this. I talked to Joe a little bit about it, but it has nothing to do with him. This is all about me. So if anybody out there gets mad about this or whatever, or those that I'm talking about get mad about it, leave they had nothing to do with them. I'm and I mean, I'm not you know, I'm not down with the man or anything like that. It's not that serious, but more of a frustration thing. Um, and again, maybe it's just. Sour grapes on my part. Okay, maybe. Whatever. But this is just how I'm feeling at this time. Okay. Actually, I should probably... I'll crack a beer for this one. Um, 
Okay. Well, I'll just... Yeah, I'll start at the start here. Um, okay. Again, as I said, when I first got going, um, <clears throat> years ago on Twitter, <clears throat> you know, everyone start. It's really hard to gain followers. So, you know, like I said, I'm in the fortunate position that I had a lot of fight DVDs and a lot of fight pictures saved. And I just kept putting the pictures up, kept uploading stuff to YouTube. The YouTube channel was real important in the in the growth of my whatever social media presence. And I won't go through the whole I, I had a partner gonna set up, whatever. That didn't work out, blah blah blah. I started my own cha- I started my own show. Like I said, I, I started listening to some podcasts. And uh, they had a couple tough guys on here and there, random shows. I didn't like how they were interviewing them. And I just kept thinking in my head, well, I could do a better job than that. Or they weren't asking the questions I wanted to know. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. So I'm like, I'm going to start my own podcast. So I asked around, figured out how to do it. And away we went. Started my own channel. Josh Mazur was my very first guest. And uh, and it just went from there. And, it's, and, it's, and it grew. Um, like I said, the first couple shows, you know, whatever. I don't... I don't. I didn't have the exact numbers. I never bothered to look into it. It never really was that much of a concern to me about how many people were listening. But I could just tell through Twitter and through people talking and the more you know the retweets and the more conversations that it was getting building up momentum. So it was like okay, and away we went. I did about I can't remember forty some episodes. They were they were usually one a week, fairly but kind of sporadic. I'd miss two weeks now and again, whatever. I didn't have a lot of consistency, but I put out about forty some episodes, um, and again, doing pretty well. Um, in rel, in again, in small podcasting terms, when I say doing pretty well, it wasn't like I'm battling Don Cherry for number one supremacy in Canada. No, I'm a I'm a blip on the big guy's radar. Still am. This has nothing to do with. I'm trying to say I'm up there with spitting chiglets in terms of popularity. Not even close. But I was doing a little better than fucking little Jimmy in his basement on his transistor radio. I was doing a little better than that. So I had a little bit of a following. And again, I'm not saying I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to put this in perspective. I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything. I'm not. That's what it sounds like. It's not. That wasn't my intention. I'm just saying. I had a bit of a following. I have some core listeners. I'm starting to gain some momentum. All of a sudden, my site crashed, and then that was it. And I'd also at that time it was right around that time. I had some frustration. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Pardon me. In that time that I had my own episode, my own show, HockeyFights.com got a hold of myself and William from the Biscuit. And they had just purchased Hockey Fights from Dave Singer. And uh, they were doing some changes to the website. And they wanted to have some content put on there. William probably more so with the newer stuff. But they kind of wanted me to fill the fucking grumpy old man, old school sort of quota with my show. And I'm like, well, holy shit, HockeyFights.com. God damn, this is the biggest, you know... This is this could be real big here. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. Like I'm gonna get a lot of exposure and like hockeyfights.com. It's like the mecca of of, of hockey fight sites, right? So this will be really good. How wrong I was. Um, they proceed, and I've said this before in other episodes. I'm not talking out of school, whatever. I I sat and told them this that I thought they were running the site wrong. They took away the message boards, which I thought was a huge problem. And I'm like, you're killing your own product. 
as it turns out, I think they, they only bought it because of the name and a couple young guys running it that, quite frankly, uh, I don't think they know their ass from a hole in the ground. Certainly don't know anything about old-time hockey. I mean, if it happened before 2010, they don't know about it. Um, they come from the, you know, fan site, Oiler Nation thing, and that's how they looked at it. It was current shit, and they bought, they bought the name. All right, whatever. At the same time, they did nothing for my show. I said, could we get some free merchandise or something so I could do some giveaways on the air or something like that? You did, you're going to revamp the logo and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Never got anything. Uh, it came basically, I'm like, well, why don't you put my show on your, on the, on your, at least when you go to the main page, you could have like a link to my show or something. Oh, well then we want you to write some articles too and all. And I'm like, well, I'm not a writer. I'm not writing articles. I, like I got to work and I got to talk to my wife now and again. I have a 40 hour a week job. Um, and I got to run around, get guests for the show. Again, you're not helping me get guests. Um, so you want me to do all, and and you want me to write articles? Fuck! You want me to pop the corn too? Like, fuck! Really? I'm like, no, I'm not writing. And I know William wrote a few, but I'm like, I'm not writing anything. I'm like, just put my show on your channel. Like, it'll get views to the to the channel, which you want because that's what you want. You wanted to get people to the site because then you'll click on your sponsor. Blah blah blah. That's how you make money. Okay, well then put my fucking show on your website. Couldn't even do that. I was. Posting a few of the early episodes in the message boards while they were still around. Trying to get some momentum until they cut the message boards off. Well, you got rid of the message boards, so I can't post my show anywhere on your site. So could you could you guys maybe do it? Never. Okay, well you have, I don't know, 60,000 followers on Twitter. Could you retweet my episode to your followers? Couldn't even get the retweet out of them. Yeah, so these guys are real fucking great sponsors. I don't know what they were sponsoring. Nothing. So they didn't do anything. I had a few talks with them. Nothing. I was just like, well, this is fucking pointless. So, whatever. They, I, whatever. They put William's shit on the front. Like, again, it had nothing to do with William. I'm like, whatever. That's his business. Like I said, I'd like to have him on to get his side. I've talked about it. William and I had some, we had a little harsh back and forth about it. Not terrible, but I mean, there was some, you know, whatever. But we're cool. But they put him on the on the. I was the fucking forgotten, ugly stepchild, I guess, of the thing. So whatever. But I'm like, okay, fine, off I go. In the meantime, uh, to get again to get attention, I decided to create the Twitter Bob Probert Twitter tournament, which was a boom to my channel. Thou, I think I got a thousand new followers the first year I did it. Tons of exposure, lots of uh, impressions on my profile, which included my link to my website, my podcast. So it probably got me new lit. Well, I know it got me some new listeners. I'm not saying it was huge, but I mean, it got me something. It was advertising. It at least got me some impressions. It was far more than what my supposed sponsors were doing. So that's why every year I've done that tournament. Not only because it's fun and I enjoy doing and doing it, but it also is advertising for my show, you know, and hopefully I can get a couple listeners out of the deal, which is the whole point. Okay, well, in one of my talks with HockeyFights.com, they wanted me to put my tournament on their website. And I was just like, no. Because at this point, I was already fucking irritated with them. I'm like, you're not taking my shit too. 
Like, no, because you're just going to take it. You're going to slap your name on it and take it as your own and then whatever. And I'll get left out in the cold. And then when I, if, and then the, if I get mad and leave and decide to do it on Twitter, I look like the poser stealing your idea. So no, I wasn't going to, I told him, no, I'm not doing that. Which I think right away soured our relationship a little bit. Because they're like, well, the whole point is to get people to our site. I'm like, well, that's fine, but can't we, can't we have it on your site, but link it to my Twitter page? Like, that was my, always my, my issue with hockey fights, going back as far as Singer goes. <clears throat> Do you need to own everything? Like, why can't we all just get along and just kind of share and whatever? Maybe that's the union in me talking, but I mean, I get the capitalism or whatever, but the thing is, is like, <clears throat> you know, you just take other people's shit and slap your logo on it. Like I said, if you scroll through their player cards and there's video upload, they didn't upload those videos. Those are from everyone else's YouTube channels that they hot linked on there. Again, like, can't you just put the link to my YouTube channel and, or if they click on it, it goes to my channel? Like, why do you need to own everything? That was always my issue. But whatever. So, can you have my tournament? No. So we just sort of parted ways. And I wasn't like, we, oh, fuck you, click, and whatever. No, nothing like that. But I was just like, ah, you know what? Uh, you're not helping me, and I'll just go away. Whatever. And, it, and it's not like they ever sent me tweet, hey, man, what's going on? Or They didn't give a shit. They're like, whatever. We just didn't work out. No, it's fine. It wasn't like they were going, I don't think they were. I don't think they were running around, oh, fuck, fourth line boys, and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't saying anything about them. Until, all of a sudden, Oh, HockeyFights.com has a 64-man toughest, hockey's toughest enforcer bracket. Really? Like, completely stole my idea. Now, not to say there hasn't been other brackets and whatever, and I mean, I've seen old bracket for best sports movie or bracket for best hair metal or what, best jerseys or best whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying the bracket idea was my goddamn brainchild or whatever. But a fucking enforcer one sure as fuck was. And here they're doing it. Which I noticed when they posted it, numerous people blasted them over it and said they stole it from me. Because I think, I've, as far as I've noticed, I think they only did it one time and they haven't done it since. And when you looked at their bracket, it was clear, it, it was very clear that they didn't know what they were doing either. Or the extent of their fight knowledge was on all, was on, or lack thereof was on full display. But yeah, so they stole that idea. So, that got me a little fucking hot. That's strike one. Okay. Well, then, like I said, going back to my website. So now I'm doing my show still, on my own. Well, and then I had to run around with a few guests and left a real sour taste in my mouth. And they were going through some shit. And then my website crashed, and it was just like, ah, you know what, I don't really, it wasn't, it was, at that point, it wasn't a lot of fun, and I'm like, I don't need to do this anymore, and, you know, whatever, I was happy, uh, maybe someone will phone every once in a while, I can go be a guest on a show, and good enough. Um, so that's where I left it, for about three months, until Isha get a hold of me from the network, hey, can I call you, sure, phones me, pitches me the idea of coming onto the network, just doing what I'm doing. They'll leave me alone, whatever. They'll just, you know, they'll upload my shit. They'll promote my shit. And hopefully we can grow together. I like talking to him. Seemed like a nice guy. 
Yeah, and at that point, after a couple months, I was sort of itching a little bit. A few things that happened in hockey that I wanted to yell at, but I didn't have the outlet to. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? What the hell? So I signed up with them. They've been great. In the meantime, uh, another thing. In one of my talks with Hockey Fights, before I left there, I was trying, again, trying to grow my YouTube channel. I said, it's a give and take. Grow me, I can grow you, we can all help, let's... You know, whatever, right? Rising tide lifts all ships. So let's help each other out. Uh, we can do something with my YouTube channel. Maybe we could do the best WHL fights and we can pick from my channel or something like that. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, whatever. Wow, geez. Now, as everyone noticed, guess who came out with their top 50 Western Hockey League fights of all time? And OHL, well, fuck, I wonder where that idea came from. Oh, yeah. Okay. Strike two. You're really, you, you really, you can't come up. Again, these aren't earth shattering. I'm like, holy shit. I can't, how did you ever come up with that? It's not that, but it's just like when it's a very specific genre and there isn't many people doing it. And when one guy's doing it and all of a sudden you start doing it, it becomes very glaring that you're stealing his idea, which in this case, and again, this might be just me up my ass. But this is how I'm seeing it. This is, I'm letting you know I'm putting it out there. This is how I'm feeling about things. So this is where my issues, my anger is coming from. So that's two now that they've taken from me. Okay. At this point, I pretty much blocked them on Twitter and shit. Because I'm like, well, you know. Well, then it turns out uh, they sort of screwed William over. By getting John Scott onto the network and booting William off. Despite never actually really doing anything for William or whatever. I'll let William tell that story. That's not my story to tell. And again, there's and same thing with myself. There's two sides to every story. I'm giving you mine. Um, and I'm sure Hockey Fight, they don't give a fuck and whatever. But John Scott, hey, and that's a great signing on their part to get John Scott, X Enforcer, HockeyFights.com. Makes complete sense. That's not what I'm saying. It makes complete sense. So he comes out with the Dropping the Gloves podcast. And he's rolling along. And, of course, he gets great guests because, fuck, open up his phone. I'm sure in his contacts he's got LaRock and Biz and Reeves and blah, blah, blah. He can get a number of guys. And they can tell, you know, inside stories and whatever. Just like Spit and Chiglets and all them. You can't, I can't compete with those guys. You know, so, so this is my point is, it's very frustrating as a small creator when you when you come up with something, a, a creative idea or a, a series or like a Twitter tournament or what have you that's sort of yours that you came up with, and then all of a sudden, a, like like I said, you're the mom and pop shop, and then Walmart rolls in and just takes your shit and steamrolls you, which HockeyFights.com is. They just take my tournament. They take my top ten idea. And then the next one here. As everybody, if you went back and listened to Wade Wade one or Dean Mayrad or McMorrow, I've had a number of these on for the past two or three months. Five toughest opponent series. Not only was I interviewing players, but then I would get them back and we do their five toughest opponents, and that we would talk about what led to those fights and the individual ones and the backstory that it may be. Blah blah blah. Okay, that was I don't know three, maybe four months ago I started doing that. Maybe five now that I think about it. But whatever. So needless to say, when this came out last week, this is very irritating. John Scott's 
and HockeyFights.com sponsors drop the drop in the gloves. And I can guarantee John Scott ain't mixing all his shit and doing all this stuff. I guarantee he's recording it, sending it off to the Hockey Fights guys, and they're doing all the work. So I'm not putting this on John Scott's because I'm sure he doesn't know me. That's probably I guarantee he's never listened to my show. He doesn't give a shit. He's got uh, well, how many friggin' kids he's got running around. He's got shit going on. He's just I can guarantee the hockeyfight.com guy came up with this idea for him, ran it by him. He said, "Oh, that'd be great. I'll phone the guys and that we can do this. This will be awesome and we can link it up with your videos and whatever." Okay. Well, so needless to say, when I read this last week, it's very dropping announcing pound for pound this new show will feature some of your favorite fighters as they share the behind-the-scenes stories of their biggest fights. How they happened, what was what was said, their strategies, and the backstories of them all. Catch the first episode August 13th. Well, gee, doesn't that sound real familiar to the Five Toughest Opponents series that I started? Again, I'm not trying to plant a flag on creativity and no one should be allowed to do it. But again, gee, seriously? Like I said, if it had been Jimmy at Jimmy.com and he's going to start this and he's going to talk to guys about their tough... I wouldn't be saying anything. But when it's the same guys over and over taking your ideas, it gets a little fucking old. So again, call me sour grapes. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, whatever. But don't tell me they didn't know what they were doing. You fucking knew exactly what you were doing. It's exactly, I described it, the five toughest opponents I've listed. Oh, we talk about the strategies and what went into fighting these guys. Word for word, you almost used it in your promo. So again, it's very frustrating when you're a small-time creator and all of a sudden Walmart rolls in and takes your shit. Because who's going to listen? Of course, and of course then you read all the comments. Oh, savage, this is the greatest idea ever. Wow, oh, this will be awesome. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, I'm over here waving my hand like, yeah, well, did it five months ago. You know, maybe listen to my shit. I said, that's like when Spit and Chiglets, like I always bring up the example when they had Yablonski and Segroy on. Best interviews ever, savage, bro. Six months earlier, Alec at Five for Fighting interviewed both those guys, and they were twice as long, and they were twice as good. But no one, a fraction of the people listened to it. Believe me, as a creator, I'm not going to speak for Alec, but I'm just going to say, as a creator, that's very fucking fr- frustrating. I understand it. I get it. Spit and chiglets, it's biz, it's Whitney, the glamour, whatever. I get it. I'm not trying to put us on that level. I'll put my interviews up against those guys any day of the week, though. And I know Alec and Joe would as well. Like I think our shows, I think our interviews are better. Theirs are good for the quick couple stories in and out, 45 minutes, half an hour while you're on the treadmill. I get it. Ours is a little longer. Okay. But I think we get to the heart of the matter a little more. I, get, I think you get to know the guy a little more through ours. Personal opinion. Maybe some people like the shorter version. That's fine. But I, I'll put my interviews up against theirs. Not trying to sound arrogant, but I will. So it gets, again, it's very frustrating. Like I said, I can't keep, I guess I'm just chewing my food twice here and going over it but it, it's just really frustrating when you think you come up with an idea and you go around you try to promote it as best you can through the, the limited channels that you have and like I said then all of a sudden the big wheeler comes in and just rolls you over and then you read all and I said the frustrating part is is all these people just licking it up and thinking it's the greatest thing like this is all this original shit 
And it's really frustrating. And I said so. I, I said, so. I, like, right when they announced it, I, I replied to John Scott. I said, oh, gee, wish I had thought of that. Like, all sarcastic. Like, you know, like, really? Again, it's not like some... Like if I guess if like I said if anybody else had done it I wouldn't I'd be whatever but when it's the same guys over and over again kind of taking your shit it gets old and so I just had an issue with it so I I tweeted a few things um, you know I called them Bush and I just think they've destroyed that site the site sucks talk to anybody about hockeyfights.com it's the shits. You've managed to destroy that. I've said that before. I don't like how you guys do business. I don't like when I talk to you. I didn't like you on the phone. I said that to you. I didn't like how you did things. What? And you probably and you didn't like my, uh, clearly you didn't like my attitude about things. So and that's fine. We separated, and went our separate ways. What I don't appreciate is a constant effort. I'm stealing my shit and my ideas because I know from talking to you. Like I said, you don't know shit from apple butter about hockey fights. So I guarantee you didn't brainstorm this idea. You stole it from someone. Well, guess who you took it from? You And whatever, I'm sure this will get back to you. And you'll fucking deny it. And you'll be all, fuck him and whatever. And yeah, hey, fuck me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You guys are going to do what you do. You're going to be more successful at it than I am because you're on a bigger stage. And whatever. But you know what I got? fucking integrity and it was my idea and those in the know and that listen to this shit know it was my idea and they know you stole it from me that's all I need but I felt I should address it I brought it up on social media I had a few people bunch of people actually ask me what I was talking about I said I would clarify later here I am putting it out in the world you can listen to it you can take it as you want. Oh, fuck Darren, whatever. He's just being a bitter bitch. Okay, that's your opinion. Like I said, I've, I've known, I know the conversations that went on. I know the behind the scenes shit that went on. I know who I'm dealing with. And I know they don't know fuck all. But hey, congratulations. I'm sure it's doing great in the ratings. People are enjoying it. Link it up with the videos that, you, again, that you never uploaded. But, hey, you're taking... So you took someone's idea for the show. You took someone else's video. Put it all together, and there you go. And you can make the money off of it. Ah, fuck the rest of us, I guess. You know, you're the smart ones. Whatever. So, I don't know. I'll try to come up with some more ideas for you here in the... Coming in the fall, maybe you could take. So, I don't know. No, and like I said, guys, I'm just, you know... Whatever. It's just really frustrating. Like I said, when you're just some little putz in Saskatoon in his two-bedroom condo trying to create shit and, and spread the word and trying to get some followers and, you know, whatever. Trying to get a couple extra listeners a, mu- a week. And, uh, you know, then the big X player rolls in with his big Rolodex and and just steamrolls your idea. Yeah, gets a little, and again, I'm not putting this on John Scott. I don't think it was his, maybe it was his idea, but I don't think so. Um, cause he had his own show and then all of a sudden he's doing this and it's just, you know, it's just too much of a coincidence with everything else that's gone on. And I know the conversations we've had and boys, Hey, don't, don't call me a liar. Don't deny it. Cause I still got the, I still got the DMS, man. If you want to play that game? I still got them. So 
you know I'm telling the truth. But uh, and William William will back me up. He was in the call, so uh, you know. So that was just real frustrating. Um, yeah, because it's just a helpless feeling. There's nothing you can do about it, and and like I said, it's almost like the feeling every time you see a, an ex player that always oh I'm out with a podcast now, and it's like oh god another one. Because naturally, people are going to gravitate to the ex-player over fucking Darren on Twitter. I don't blame them. I would too. You know? So it just gets... It's just cutting up the pie. And and again, the same thing. It's... You can only cut the pie so many so many slices. People only have so much time in a week to listen to stuff. And they don't just listen... Like, I know some people that are real big podcast guys. They don't just listen to hockey. They listen to gambling or traveling or fucking Civil War or whatever. There's a billion podcasts out there to listen to. Um, you know, so when you when the X players start introducing more and more shows, it's like, yeah, you're just dwindling the pie that much more, so you just lose more follow, more listeners. So, yeah, it's just real frustrating. Like I said, you try to promote as much as you can, as best you can. Um, that's why, I'm like I said, I, I try not to come across like I'm spamming your timelines or whatever, but that's that's what I that's how we do it. That's that's how we have to get the word out. And and again, the tournaments have been great. I got another one minor league mayhem tournament probably in a week or two. 64 of the miners toughest guys. I love this tournament. It's my favorite one. Um, again, it's another vehicle. I love I love putting the guys names out and creating the content and having the conversation. That's the main thing, especially when you can get the guys involved. That's really cool. It should be really cool this year with Facebook because there's a lot of guys that will be in the tournament that are on Facebook. And I think it'll be a lot of fun to hear their their input on things. Um, so that'll be really cool. But it's also, again, a vehicle to advertise for my show. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to do, a, uh, well, I'm going to do a bracket breakdown um, with with probably with Alec. I might try to group call. I might try to get, I haven't told Jay this, but I might try to get Jay in on this. Um, the Lugan. But, uh, yeah, somebody like that. I think that would be fun. And just do, like, the first round breakdown. Like how Steve and I did with the Probert one. I think that would be fun. But, um, yeah, guys, I, like I said, I just, I don't know what I, what I wanted to solve with this. I wasn't like, oh, I got that off my chest. I feel better now. It wasn't like I sat up at the lake and I was, you know, beating on things or kicking puppies about this or anything. Because it was just, it, it was just a frustration thing that, it was more eye-rolling than anything else. Like, again, John Scott's show is good enough. Like, I, why do you have to take my shit? You know what I mean? He already had a successful podcast that people were listening to. I don't know. It was just, like I said, it, it wasn't like it was the greatest creative idea that was ever. But up till that point, I'd, I hadn't heard of anyone else doing it. And then, like I said, when the players that were involved, hockey fights got involved with all the other shit from, that's gone on, it was just a real, you know, real low blow. So that was, I just wanted to throw that out there. If anybody is wondering, probably most of you was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know what you're talking about anyway. Uh, but for those that were, that are listening, that were wondering, that read my shit on social media and were like, what the fuck's he talking about? That is what I was talking about. And I'm not trying to lead the revolution, like, boycott that show, don't listen. I'm not, go listen to it, I don't, I'm not saying that, I don't care. We can coexist, whatever. Like I said, it's not like they're gonna stop because, oh, Darren at hockey, or at fucking, the network's mad. Like, they don't give a fuck. Clearly, they don't give a fuck. So... That's just how they do business. And that's just not how I do business. So, whatever. Um, 
Yeah. And, you know, whatever. I, I always said I can sit back and I know in my, whatever, talk to anybody that I've dealt with, have any player I've had on my show. I've never stolen anyone's guests. I've never badmouthed anyone else's podcast to a player. Oh, don't go on their show. Come on mine. I've never done that. I know shows that have done that. I've never done that. Never would do that. I've never, I don't compete with Joe or Alec. We talk all the time. I ask out. Well, Joe's an Islander thing, so I mean that's you know pretty specific specific in terms of guests. Uh, but Alec and I, we talk all the time. Hey, have you ever talked to this guy? Have you ever asked that guy? He'd do your. Sh- I bet you he'd be better on your show than my show. Well, we help each other out all the time. There is no competition with Alec and I. There isn't. So um, we all kind of look out for each other. And we don't backstab each other. But I mean, uh, in this podcasting, there has been. I've been shit on. By podcasts, I've been backstabbed. So has William. Everyone has. Um, I I don't get it myself. It's you know whatever. But that's just how some people do business, and that's not how I choose to do business. And uh, yeah, I'll always view this as a hobby. I'm fortunate enough that I make a couple bucks from the network, guys. However long that's going to last for, I have no idea. But I'm very appreciative of of, of Isha and Dylan and the network guys um, for all that they've done for me. And then getting me on the show and keeping me around, I really much appreciate it. And I do my best for those guys. I try to honor my contract. Like, I had to sign contracts and everything, and I've done my best so far to honor it. Um, and they've, they've done right by me. So, I mean, I have no complaints. I, at the end of the day, I know I made the right move, not sticking around. And uh, I know who I want to do business with and who I don't want to do business with. And I made the right decision. And, uh, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there, guys. I've always been transparent with you guys. I've always told the truth. And uh, people that I've dealt with, I've been straight up and honest with you, I think. I've ne- unless, you know, unless there's other rumors out there, I doubt it. But I've always been honest with guys, and I've always viewed this as a hobby. And I will do it until it's not fun anymore. And I'm in a fortunate position where, as great as the money is, I don't need the money. Like, I'm not desperate for it. Um, I'm very fortunate there. I mean, it's not like it's, you know thousands of dollars or anything but i'm just sort of saying i don't need to do this you know i do this because i want to create i enjoy creating the content for you the listeners and the feedback i get from you guys is what makes me keep doing this and uh and yeah and i'm gonna do it until it's not fun anymore and then once it's not fun anymore you're not gonna you're not gonna hear from me again i'll be out of here and I'll be off social media because I fucking hate social media. And the only reason I'm still on it is to promote my shows. I mean, it's fun to yell at people now and again, but I've been doing that kind of less and less lately. And, uh, yeah, now it's basically just become promoting my shows. I mean, I might snark at someone every once in a while or promote my shows. But after that, once I stop doing this, I'm going to be going on social media too because I have no use for it. So, but I'm not saying that's going to happen next week or anything. It won't. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. And, uh, yeah, coming into the fall, I have some really cool guests coming and, uh, yeah. And try to come up with some more ideas about different shows we can do. And, uh, yeah, going forward, that's what we're going to do. Uh, regardless of what the Walmarts and the, uh, you know, and, and the big boys are doing, they can go whatever. And, uh, they have their listeners. I have mine and, uh, and I'm, and I'm very thankful for the ones I have. So anyway, guys, I'll shut up now. I'm rambling. I'm going on and on. Sorry, I tend to veer off and whatever, regurgitate shit. But I just wanted to let everybody know what was going on. And uh, 
And again, I'm not saying let's go fucking burn down anybody's website or throw rotten vegetables at John Scott or anything. Nothing like that. Not at all. They're going to do what they're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. We, whatever. I know who's right. So that's all. I know that's all I care about. So anyway, uh, I don't, I recorded an episode. I will say right before I leave, um, almost four hours with Paul Ferrone. And I think it was a really fun episode. Uh, Paul was great to talk with. Unfortunately, I had a bunch of audio issue. My computer was really acting up. Um, so I have saved like in like five or six file forms. So I really don't know how exactly how long it is. Cause I had to save in different audio things. I'm hoping it all recorded. It looks like it did, but I have to edit the shit out of it. I got to put it all together. It's going to be two parts. I'm not going to release a four hour episode. It'll be in two parts, but we cover his entire career. And Paul is a great guy. I've really had a lot of fun getting to know him. Uh, we had, we had numerous phone calls leading up to this. And, uh, no, it was great. And like I said, he's not on any social media. Never done a podcast. We'll never do another podcast, he said. So this is going to be your one chance to hear Paul Ferrone and tell his story. And we, like I said, we cover it all. And, uh, he was a great guy. And I know his, he's very, very revered on the, on the boards with other fellow players. I've had lots of guys on my show talk about him. Guy was a killer. Go on YouTube, check out his stuff. Um, I know the UK fans, you guys know about him. He played over there for, what, seven years? We talk about all that. We talk about Belfast and Manchester and, and all that stuff. So um, really looking forward to bringing that to you. I don't know. I'm going to have to, I, again, I have to I'll do a whole bunch of editing and shit on it. So I'm not sure if it'll be ready for Wednesday. Um, I'm going to try to make it at part one on Wednesday, but I don't know. Um, we'll see. Regardless, I will have something for you on Wednesday. But... Uh, Anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I've talked long enough. Uh, thank you very much for sticking with uh, myself, uh, the Twitter account, the Facebook page, listening to this show. Um, like I said, I see you guys out there retweeting it. You're, I love hearing the feedback from you guys, good, bad, or indifferent. It's always cool to hear from you guys. I see the show growing. Um, I joke. I put the picture up the other day. Number one in the U.K., uh, you know, I know it's only for 24 hours and whatever, because I think I looked today and I think I'm, out, I'm actually out of the top 50 now, but for one day, I was number one in the United Kingdom, and, uh, you know, and that, it's, that's fucking awesome, I mean, I really appreciate it, I mean, I know the whole Chartables things, it's probably all a bunch of horse shit anyway, but, but nonetheless, how accurate it is, I don't know, but it does mean people are listening, at the very least, people are listening, and, uh, to be number one, especially in the UK. Um, that was really cool. And I really appreciate everybody that listened. And uh, going forward, I hope you guys stay with me. I know I can get rambly at times and whatever. And uh, the Sunday episodes can be a little <laughs> sometimes. But uh, I think the interviews were really great going forward. And uh, yeah, thank you. I get, seriously and sincerely, uh, I know I rant and rave and bitch about social media and yell at you guys a lot. But uh, no, in this, in, in all... When it comes to this, um, can't thank you guys enough for listening. And, and like I said, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, like I said, shop local. I've said that a million times on here. If you're a listener of the show, you know I've, I've used that phrase more than once. Um, the big guys are going to be the big guys, and that's cool. And I'm not trying to try to fight them. But, uh, you know, I, I think we can we can do cool here on our own little island, create some good stuff, and uh, bring some great stories with some guys. And uh, 
hang in there. We've got some good shit coming. But uh, okay, guys, let's attack the work week, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?